Welcome to the Narrowing Path, Walking the Spiritual Walk. My name is Steve Van Eiderstein. Thank you all for joining me again for September 1st reading of James Allen's Daily Meditations. It's been a great year so far. I'm looking forward to starting this month off. Last uh, month, August, ended very strongly. I was a little shaky about it in the beginning, but it ended well. Um, And July was a really good month for uh, realignment. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring us in September. Uh, see if they shift gears. See if they stick with the same path. We'll, we'll see. So um, this, of course, will be fresh to you and fresh to me, meaning that you'll get my genuine response, reactions, observations, and what I relate to about the reading. Because this will be the first time that I hear it or read it right here on the podcast with y'all. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope y'all are too. So here we go. This is September 1st reading from James Allen's Daily Meditations. To make a useful and happy life dependent upon health is to put matter before mind, is to subordinate spirit to body. Hmm. Men of robust minds do not dwell upon their bodily condition if it be in any way disordered. They ignore it and work on, live on, as though it were not. This ignoring of the body not only keeps the mind sane and strong, but it is the best resource for curing the body. A sickly mind is more deplorable than a disordered body, and it leads to sickness of body. The mental invalid is in a far more pitiable condition than the bodily invalid. There are invalids, every physician knows them, who only need to lift themselves into a strong, unselfish, happy frame of mind to discover that their body is whole and capable. Hmm. Moral principles are the soundest foundations for health as well as for happiness. Wow. Well, they're starting it off right with the uh, fire and brimstone on this one. This is a uh, incredible reading to really digest and go through. Um, I love the way it opened up, and I love the way it ended. Right? Um, we've talked a little bit about this in different ways. Like this is a concept that does get talked about um, through different texts, and um, so it's been in. Di- meditations in different capacities and verbiages and and uh perspectives but um this is uh this is one that really um brings it home to um uh, some very straightforward understandings right what do you serve it's kind of one of the questions that jumps out at me with this so we'll talk about that as we go through it here so we'll start this off line by line i'm excited to kind of go into this opening line to make a useful and happy life dependent upon health is to put matter before mind is to subordinate spirit to body now that seems like a uh, ridiculous kind of claim maybe to some or a uh, 
claim that's not uh, not founded, maybe. It's or just one that's like, well, it's a an objective reality, and I mean, this will probably come in later. Not an objective reality; it's an it's a uh, um, objection based on the fact, like, well, if my body's not physically healthy, how can I do this? And you might have to look at that, right? You might have to actually take a look at that thought if that's what you're having, because the reality of this situation, the reality of our spiritual condition is that it's independent of anything physical, material, which even means our body, right? That's why there's paraplegics, quadriplegics that have found joy and happiness without a fully functioning body. They're missing actual limbs, right? So, and there's examples of how a sick spirit and sick mind can cause physical conditions a major depression can cause physical pain manifestations i've been there i've i've been in a depression so deep where it hurts to take a shower and get out of bed right like this is the mind is incredibly powerful and when we have a a sick soul or a sick spirit or a spirit or we're using our will to serve our own selfish pleasures and desires and indulgences right we destroy our minds and our bodies it's a it's a, a very bad uh scene some might call it so um to make you a useful and happy life dependent upon health is to put matter before mind and is to, is to subordinate spirit to body now that also is putting a time clock on your own happiness isn't it I would think so, because your body will inevitably break down. If you don't die young or you don't die from unexpected causes or whatever might happen, accident, and you live into your elder years, your body will not function the same. You can do everything you can to maintain its health and its longevity and its flexibility and its strength. There's things you can do, but at the end of the day, your body will fail you. So knowing that, your happiness has an expiration date. Everything that might threaten your happiness has an expiration date. You live in fear of your body being damaged. This plays into your pride, your vanity. This plays into your ego and arrogance. So this understanding that our spirit does not serve the body, the body serves the spirit, It's a very important thing to know. That's what I was talking about, what do you serve? So, now for the main body of this. Men of robust minds do not dwell upon their bodily condition if it be in any way disordered. So men with strong spirits, which leads to a strong, robust state of mind, right? They ignore it. Why? Because the more thought you give to that sickness or the more thought you give to that pain or whatever it is, that disordered body, the more power you give it, the more it grows. 
I, I feel like I've experienced this firsthand. The more I focus on a problem, the bigger the problem gets. The more I don't focus on it, I focus, I, I take the right actions for the solution to the problem, then I focus on doing the living a life. Suddenly the problem disappears. The, these problems disappear a lot quicker than I thought they ever could. Right? It's incredible. So do what the right, do the next right thing, take the right actions, and then ignore it. Work on, live on, as though it were not. That's what he, that's the next line. So men of robust minds do not dwell upon their bodily condition. If it be in any way disordered, they ignore it and work on, live on, as though it were not. You just continue to live. You continue to go forward. You accept that reality, do the right things, and go on. Don't focus on these things. Don't make your, as you say, bodily condition that may be disordered a defining part of your mind and life. Just it, it, That's a terrible way to limit yourself and your own happiness. This ignoring of the body not only keeps the mind sane and strong, but it is the best resource for curing the body. When you believe that something is going to work wholeheartedly, when you believe, um, I'll get through this without a problem, this is actually going to make me stronger. Like The power of thought when it comes to healing your body is incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful. Those who have hope will recover much more frequently and quickly than those who do not. That's a scientific fact. I don't have the studies in front of me, but I know there is. Hope and perspective changes the functionality of your body. It's that simple sometimes. So, all right, the next paragraph here. A sickly mind is more deplorable than a disordered body. That's a, a lot of people aren't going to like that one. A sickly mind is more deplorable than a disordered body, and it leads to sickness of a of body. It does. Like I said earlier, I've been in mental states of depression that caused joint pain, physical, my skin hurt to, for anything to touch it. Like, it's... Uh, it is a, my gosh, it is a uh, hellish place to be when you're in that deep of a depression. It leads to a sickness of the body. It does. It leads to all sorts of things manifesting in your life. Old diseases can come back. Your immune system is destroyed. You have, you're easily susceptible to new, to contracting new diseases. Your body just doesn't repair itself it's exhausted all the time it, it, uh, it takes a hell of a toll on you the mental invalid is far more pitiable pitiable is a far more pitiable condition than a bodily invalid mental invalid is far more pitiable pitiable is a far more pitiable condition than the bodily invalid. 
So it's it's something to look at. Okay, so he's saying it's a it's something to um how to phrase this. It's something to feel worse for the person for, right? Like someone with a terrible perspective on life that's leading to substantial mental health conditions. You don't, you feel worse for because they could have a fully functioning body and never be grateful for it for a day. But you could have, like I said, a paraplegic or a quadriplegic that's still breathing and able to function in a wheelchair to some capacities. And they have more joy in their life than ever. And the perspective, mental perspective is incredibly different. All right. So that's what he's saying here. It's it's much more pitiable. It's much more uh, sorry that when a person has a bad state of mind than a um or bad mental condition than a physical condition, bad mental, physical condition. There are invalids. Every physician knows them, who only need to lift themselves into a strong, unselfish, happy frame of mind to discover that their body is whole and capable. Isn't that so true? And I know just reading a line out of a meditation from a guy that was alive 120 years ago can seem um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is right now. It can seem archaic and not relevant. But the reality of it is, what he's saying here is true. What he's saying here is true. If you were, if, and that's, I had to go through this work to change how I thought and the perspective I had. So it's not, this single line can take a lot of effort. I mean, there are people that I've met that they decide one day they just don't want to be like that anymore and they change it. It's, it wasn't that quick for me, but I have been able to do that. I've been given the blessing and the grace to be able to change the way that I think and, and believe and interpret this world. I never thought that would be possible. So when he says only need to lift themselves into a strong, unselfish, happy frame of mind to discover that their body is whole and capable. That might seem daunting, but it will always be worth worth the effort and the work, even when you think you're not making any progress. And you do that by living a spiritual lifestyle. You do that by walking the spiritual walk. Walking that narrowing path by living by spiritual principles in service to something greater than yourself. That way your depression doesn't play into it. I do the right thing for the right reasons because it's the right thing to do, not because I feel like doing it. Because when I was in those depressions, I never felt like doing anything. I did not feel like going into work. I did not feel like going to a support meeting. I did not feel like calling anybody and telling them about it. I did not feel like going to therapy. I did not feel like eating or working out. But I did these things anyway. Because they were the right things to do. They were the right things to do. And sometimes I did them poorly. Honestly, I did. Sometimes I did them terribly. 
but I did them. And suddenly, little by little, things start changing. Little by little, I smile a little bit more. The showers don't hurt so bad. The walk around the block doesn't feel so heavy. It's incredible how living this way of life can really let you grow into a person you never knew was possible, but that was the person you were always meant to be. So, and, oh, and well, that's the last line here that I'm going to say again. Moral principles are the soundest foundation for health as well as happiness. Because, And when you live this way of life, because you're doing the right things, you're you're eating and eventually, you're not just eating, you're eating right, you're eating healthier, you're eating um, appropriately, right? You're sleeping, because these are the right things to do. These are the healthy things to do. Suddenly, living a spiritual way of life and changing the way you think about things, and then also taking the right actions regarding your physical health. Holy cow. You find good health for yourself, and you find happiness. That's where it is, guys. It's happiness and health is the side effect of living well. That's simple, simple statement for me nowadays. And it's a simple truth that I believe entirely in. I absolutely believe it. So great reading man i'm i i'm looking forward to all of september if this is september 1st i'm looking forward to seeing how it kicks it off so or how it continues on after this kickoff more so so thank you all for joining me i'm looking forward to tomorrow's reading and uh hopefully we continue this type of uh core meditation so until next time thanks mm-hmm.